the month of Ramadan has come to you. It's a blessed month. Okay, so everything in this is blessed. It's already 10x, 100x magnified for you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined and made obligatory the fasting for you. The gates of heavens, the gate of Jannah are opened up and the gates of hell are closed. And the devils are chained up. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a night which is better than a thousand months. Whoever is deprived of his goodness is indeed deprived. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. This is your brother Coach Zubair with Muslim Mastery. Today we'll be talking about mastering your Ramadan. Before we get started into a series of tips that would help you master and capture your Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala, let me step back and ask you a question. Think about when you think about Ramadan, what comes to your mind? Take a moment, pause the video. What comes to your mind when you think about Ramadan? Now, let me give you another example here. What comes to your mind when you think about Boxing Week sale or when you think about the Cyber Monday or what is known as the Black Friday? What comes to your mind when you think about Cricket World Cup? What comes to your mind when you think about FIFA, a soccer World Cup or when you think about American Football World Cup or the Super Bowl? Or when you think about an MMA fight or UFC fight, what comes to your mind? Similarly, what comes to your mind when there is a big special project coming up at work? There's top level visibility into it. People are excited about it. What comes to your mind? And the reason I'm asking you these questions is that as we dive into this topic, I think there are three types of people when it comes to Ramadan. The people when it comes to Ramadan, they will be thinking about all the fun stuff that will be happening. You know, the food, the socialization, the parties, the dresses, the clothes and whatnot. And these are the same people when it comes to the Super Bowl, when it comes to the Cricket World Cup or the Soccer World Cup, what have you, they'll be thinking about the same things. They'll be thinking about the food, the socialization, the partying and so on and so forth. How can I have more fun? Okay, then now there's other types of people when it comes to Ramadan or when it comes to the work opportunity or special project or when it comes to the boxing week or the Super Bowl and what have you, they're thinking about, look, there's going to be a lot of good deals. I want to buy XYZ. These are the things that I've been looking for. I'm going to capture those deals and I'm going to buy those things for myself. Then there are people who would be now taking it to the next level. They're like, look, I just don't want to benefit from the deal. I want to take the opportunity and become better. I want to become stronger so that even after the season has gone, even after Ramadan has gone away, I want to be stronger. When the project at work is finished, I want to be from the people who would actually get promoted so that even after the project, I will enjoy a better life. I will enjoy a stronger life because I will have a higher salary, I'll have a bigger title, a higher title, and so on and so forth. So same thing applies here. When it comes to Ramadan, we can just think about the socialization aspects of it, and that will be a big loser, right, if that's our main focus. The second category would be people who would take advantage of the deals that are available in Ramadan, which we'll talk about in a second. And the third type of people would be, look, I want to take opportunity and I want to build good habits. I want to leave bad habits. I want to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that after Ramadan, yes, I may not be functioning at the same level. I'm not going to be exerting the same amount of effort. However, 
I will be doing much better because now I have gotten closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So before we jump into some of the tips that you can use to optimize and maximize your Ramadan, so let's take a look at some of the benefits, some of the virtues, some of the super high value deals that are available in Ramadan so we can be excited and we can take advantage of those deals. So we know from the very famous hadith that a messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been reported to have said, Ataakum Ramadan, shahrun mubarak, faradallahu azza wa ja'alaykum siyamahu, tuftahu fihi abwaabu sama, wa tughlaqu fihi abwaabu al-jaheem, wa tughlaqu fihi maradatu al-shayateen, lillahi fihi laylatan khayrun min alfi shahrin, man hurima khayraha, faqad hurima. So, to summarize this, look, there's a month come to you, the month of Ramadan has come to you, it's a blessed month. Okay, so everything in this is blessed. It's already 10x, 100x magnified for you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined and made obligatory the fasting for you. The gates of heavens, the gate of Jannah are opened up and the gates of hell are closed. And the devils are chained up. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a night which is better than a thousand months. Whoever is deprived of his goodness is indeed deprived. So. There's a huge amount of deals here. And that's the first and foremost thing is to have the right mindset that look, everything is on sale. You do small efforts, the results are 10x, 100x. So let's take advantage of that. So let's begin with a series of tips that we have for you that will help you inshallah optimize this Ramadan. So first and foremost, to think about what is it that you want? What are your big dreams? It could be about your marriage, it could be about children, it could be about business, it could be about success, it could be about education, whatever it is. Capture your big goals of this world and the hereafter, okay? Have maybe five top or three top. Because once you want something and you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity is even higher in this month, there's more opportunities for you to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get what you want and get the higher level of acceptance of your dua and you have these five things, then you will be on your toes. You want to capture those moments every day. So if it's 29 days or 30 days, you don't want to miss out on those prime opportunities where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even more generous such as the time of breaking your fast, the time of tahajjud, the time before fajr, and so on and so forth. You want to take advantage of those things, the du'as between the adhan and the iqama, and so on and so forth, the du'as after the salah. You want to take advantage and you want to put your request and your wants in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you don't want to miss out on those things. Why would you? So you need to have something that you're really asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for consistently. Now, second thing, is think about your computer or your phone. What happens when you have loaded a lot of apps into it? It becomes slow, right? You can't move, you can't do alt tab, you can't do command tab, you can't move around. It's just so slow. You know, the connection will be slow, what have you. So you wanna be light and fast so that you are able to do things. And, the, and from a spirituality perspective, the way to do that is to remove your sins, is to remove the burden of your sins and that happens by doing more of istighfar during Ramadan and even before it so that you enter Ramadan in a lighter state. So before Ramadan you want to be doing more istighfar, you want to be quitting your bad habits, you want to be making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But first and foremost we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we reach Ramadan, right? We don't even know we'll be reaching Ramadan. May Allah help us to reach Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength and the tawfiq to take advantage of it and to not succumb to our desires and our laziness. 
Ameen Ya Rabbal Alameen. So you want to make dua, you want to make istighfar so that you're light, fast, and you have the motivation to do good. The third tip that I have for you is that knowledge is power. So learn about what are the virtues of Ramadan. Surround yourself with that knowledge so that you are not distracted. Today, people are making money from our time and attention a lot more than how it used to be before. So everyone is trying to capture our attention, whether it be the Netflix series or Amazon Primes or Instagram or YouTube, what have you. So they don't, they're not thinking about, am I putting out beneficial content or not? The content creators are like, I want views, I want followers, I want this and that. Now you have to be careful about who are you going to give your attention to? Who are you going to give your time to? Whose battles and fights will you get involved in? Are you going to be a pawn for someone or are you going to be smart and use your time wisely? Now, I use this example when I come to you and I say, hey, can you give me $10 every day or $100 every day or $50 every day, right? You will be saying, hey, where's my money going? And if you have a plan, you'll be careful about how to save your money and how to invest your money. But when it comes to time, sometimes we just don't think about it and then we just give it to anybody and everybody. So be careful of who you're giving your time and who are you giving your attention to. So gain the knowledge of the virtues of Ramadan and also which deeds are more blessed in Ramadan. So you want to capitalize on those deeds. And that leads us to our tip number four, the 80-20 rule. Okay, and this is a rule to think about what is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you have a certain amount of energy, some amount of time that you can commit to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let's try to maximize and optimize it. So for example, the faraid, the first salah, and especially in the masjid for men, is way better than any of the other things. Now we have people, obviously, they would prioritize praying Taraweeh in Masjid, but not prioritize praying Fajr in Masjid. What is more beloved to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala? They might prioritize volunteering for different causes, but might not prioritize being respectful and kind to parents and family members. So think about those 80-20 rule, and that comes from the knowledge is power tip as well. So once you know what is more beloved to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, you will optimize your life and your efforts to do those things that are more beloved and higher in virtue. The next tip, tip number five, is to reflection on Quran. The key the introduction of Ramadan when it comes to Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shahru Ramadan al-lazi unzila feehi al-Quran so the introduction when it's coming is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, this is the month of Ramadan, the month of Ramadan in which Quran was sent down. So that's the connection, that's the introduction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose in Quran. And it is a guidance for mankind. So this is a key thing that we are neglecting a lot. And as I mentioned earlier with today's economy and today's economy being around the content creator economy and what have you and people trying to get your attention and your energy and your time and your focus. Now this is also turning us away more and more from Quran. So not only the reading part, but which is more important is the reflection part to actually take it as a guidance. It should be taken as a guidance. Now we are listening to this guy, that guy, this book, that book, audio book, summarized book. What about Quran? So let's make habit of learning and doing tadabbur on Quran. So we have, for example, Muslim Mastery, some series that are here to help you with that. Quranic Transformation is a series that we have been doing. Many other people are doing some different types of content. Figure out what works for you and utilize those things, whether it be video, audio, or books, that will help you to connect with Quran. And obviously, if you can have programs in person that you can go and sit down and attend, that's obviously always much more beneficial. But if not, at the very least, you can take advantage of the digital content that's available to you. All right, tip number six, quality over quantity. 
okay so this is another thing right sometimes people would have a goal of okay i just want to stand and be able to finish you know juz a day in taraweeh or read a juz a day now ideally you want to have a good balance of quality and quantity but if you have to compromise think about compromising quantity over quality okay so for example you having a better experience and more reflection in quran having a better salah in taraweeh or otherwise it's much better than you rushing through and completing the quran so think about this with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the rewards are multiplied okay so that's something really important to think about that if we can have one person praying and just getting nothing out of the salah or getting one unit of reward and the other person spending the same amount of time and getting 700 times more than that for every salah for every page why would we not aim to maximize the quality now we have to be balanced here sometimes people focus too much on quality and they're like okay well because i'm not feeling like it i wouldn't do it that's not what we are saying you have to push yourself but what we are saying is that do not compromise quality just to get more quantity another way of looking at it is to have a fixed amount of time that okay you're saying look this half an hour from 7 a.m to 7 30 a.m or 6 a.m to 6 30 a.m or p.m whatever this is for my quran so keep that turn off all your distraction and engage with quran that's it so your goal is, look, uh, maybe you're thinking from a time perspective, I'm just going to give this time to Quran, to this study, to that study, to my Salah, and I'm just going to do the best in that time. I'm not concerned with how many rakats I'm doing, how many pages I'm doing, but this is my time allocated for this habit, this work, and I'm going to do the best I can in that time. So some days you might feel better, some days you may feel less, but still, this is my half an hour, one hour with Quran and so on and so forth. Okay, the next tip, do not stress out. And compete wisely and this is really really important because one of the tricks of uh, shaitan or what have you our own self could be that we might be looking up to other people that look he's doing so much she's doing so much and if you're looking too far up and you're not doing it in the right way that can demotivate you like you know what it's not worth it i'm not winning the game i might just as well give up no so compete with yourself become a better version of yourself day in and day out or compete with people who are you know sort of the same level i mean yes there's always advantage to look at the, the ulama the scholars the, the the pious predecessors to just to see what can actually be achieved so you have that inspiration and aspiration but at the same time you need to do it in a good balance that you're not quitting just because you're getting overwhelmed okay another thing uh, that is related to it is that look at a whole variety of different activities okay so obviously quran and taraweeh and dua and dhikr are the top most thing that people should do but let's say if you can only do it for half an hour for one hour right that doesn't mean that the rest of the night or the rest of the weekend now you can go and do netflix or watch different series think about what are other good things that you can do that you enjoy so maybe you do half an hour taraweeh but then you can volunteer with the masjid you can volunteer with cleanup of the iftar you can help out your mom in terms of your cooking and what have you uh, and then similarly you can for, for example maybe you enjoy reading a book about islam or a book of knowledge or you want to seek knowledge so do a variety of things because every person would be different some people love one act of ibadah more than the other so just because you don't love one act of the ibadah uh, too much you just want to do it for half an hour as an example or one hour or two hours what have you for the rest of the time pick up other activities that you can do okay the next point is protect and then grow Okay, protection is also very important now as you're doing those things 
If you are falling into self-admiration, you're looking down upon other people, you're backbiting, you're gossiping, look, that's just gonna have a lot of negative impact, right? So same thing goes with like, you know, your workout habits, right? People say, okay, I'm gonna go and do gym and lift weights and gains, but then if you're eating negatively, it's just gonna do undo a lot of the work, hard work that you did. So protect your ibadats, protect your worship, don't fall into showing off, don't fall into self-admiration, don't fall into looking down over other people. Next point, end is what matters. End is what matters. So what happens, let's say if you start with a high level of enthusiasm and you're like very active, focused, what have you, and then as days go by, now you're slacking off or you're figuring out your age shopping and so on and so forth. So now the, the days, the nights that was the ends and they were way more valuable than the beginning, you're actually losing out on those things. So make sure that you end well. And then the second way of looking at it is maybe you didn't have a great Ramadan to begin with, but now at the same time, you still have 10 days left, you still have 15 days left, you still have five days left. Let's optimize that, let's maximize it, right? Just because you didn't do your goals in the beginning, let's not give up on the ending. Okay, next point, private worship. So this is really important. Now look, I get it with the public worship and the community aspect of thing, it's really good, right? It makes things easier, it makes things more enjoyable, especially if there's a good Qari reading about reciting the verses beautifully, you have much better experience. So I'm not saying that we should not take advantage of all the public stuff happening, but at the same time, let's use this opportunity to build some momentum for your private habits. Even if it's two rakats, or if it's like a page of Quran that you do privately, you're not doing it as a class, you're not doing it as part of the community, try to have some private habits that you can hopefully also continue after Ramadan, okay? Now, as we are optimizing our time and our energy and focusing all those tips, the next tip I wanna talk about is being a smart donor. Okay, and now obviously when we give, we give money, we give wealth, we can also give our time, we can also give our focus, we can also give our skills for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are the things that Allah has given us. And from what Allah has given, we are spending. Now at the same time, Allah is so generous that He gave us from that we spend, but as we spend more, He gives us even more. But it's really important to also be wise about it. So here are some tips that I would like to give, and especially for the Western audience. First and foremost, I highly recommend to take advantage of tax receipts. So I was doing some analysis last week, and I saw even just like a, taking a sample of six relatively top charities in Canada, we are losing around six and a half million dollars because we do not claim tax credits. So when you donate, you don't take a receipt, you don't claim tax credits, that's the money that the government owes you. It just sits with the government you could have taken that money back. If you don't have tax credit, work with someone so that you can actually get, he or she can get tax credit and then you can donate that back. Let me just give you a quick example. Some people think that, oh, if it's, you know, the whole zero admin concept, right? So I have $100, I'm gonna call my cousin back in Egypt or Pakistan or India, what have you, send $100, he or she is going to buy groceries and then give it to the poor person. So that's something that you bought for $100, you distributed for $100. Now, on the other hand, if you work with a charity, and you give $100 to the charity, you get a tax receipt back, you give it to the government. Government in general will give you $40 back. Now that's $40 back into your pocket or let's say you give it back to the same charity. Again, you're gonna get another tax receipt that you can give it to government and get maybe $5, $10 back on that. So the point is that you, even if you don't keep looking at it from a continuous perspective, just let's take a look at this one example with $140. $100 from your pocket, $40 coming back from government, which was your money that government had taken to give it back to you, $140. 
Now, even if the charity has like 10, $15 of expenses, so it's still you're left with $125. Let's say if there's $5 expense on the ground, the person is now going to get groceries worth of $120. So think about it, let's be smart, let's not be naive. And the same thing, similarly, you know, just be not be naive. Just because an influencer or famous person is talking about a charity, that does not necessarily mean that the person who is encouraging you to do the donation has done the due diligence. They may or they may not. Sometimes they may not have the time. Sometimes they may not have the financial knowledge to do that due diligence. Do your own due diligence. Figure out the causes that you care about and what is the most efficient way of doing those causes. Some people may have, so right, I'll give you one example. It was like around $13 million. $13 million of the Ummah money was spent in fundraising by these top six charities, which mostly do international welfare work. So I don't personally understand this because if you think about it, you have a fund of zakat and sadaqah that the Ummah has. What is the purpose of this fundraising? Are the charities competing to have a bigger slice? So you want to think about it, right? I'm not blaming any charity and their strategy, but I'm educating the donor. I'm educating you to think about it. What is the portion of money that is going to end up on the cause? What will go on fundraising? What will be spent here? And so on and so forth. So be smart, ask these questions and don't be naive. That is about my smart giving tips. And then lastly, celebration without transgression. Okay, so now you don't want it to that you hit the day of Eid and the day after and you're committing sins left, right and center. What's the point? Yes, have fun, have celebration but without transgression. So these are some of the tips that we want to share with you. If you like them, share with us uh, your comments, which one of this was an eye opener for you, what resonated with you and share it, right? If you find it beneficial, then share it. We just don't want to capture people's attention and focus, but if there's benefit to it, then let's share it. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.